0: parents. My name's Matt, and your kids may know me as the voice of Mountain Man Jack. Have you enjoyed listening to these exciting adventures with your kids? Base Camp Adventures can impact the hearts and lives of thousands more children across the U.S., and maybe even the world. We want more kids to hear these valuable resources for free. So would you help us get the word out? To help make this happen, visit lifeaction.org basecamp and donate to help spread gospel truth to more families today.
1: Life Action Ministries presents Base Camp Adventures
2: Are we there yet? (sighs) Not yet, Molly Sheesh, this is the fifth time you've asked We'll get there when we get there I just didn't know it was going to take this long What do you expect? Base camp is out in the sticks. It takes a while to get back to civilization. And I have missed civilization. Be happy Ranger Sue let us come with her. Okay,
3: Karen. She gets it. It shouldn't be too much longer, Molly. Okay. Uh, So, Karen, you've been to Los Cortesanos before?
2: Oh, yeah. We don't live too far from the city, actually. So my mom took me there all the time to go shopping. I've never been before. But I'm excited. It's the biggest city around. Yep. It's just hard for me to remember how to
3: say the name. Los Calzones, <laughs> Los Corazones, Molly. It's it's Spanish. It means the hearts. The hearts? Yeah. Mountain Man Jack told me that the city actually used to be two rival cities that were built close to each other. The rivalry got bitter at times with people actually starting to hate people from the opposite cities. But when the mayor of one of the towns organized this big conference summit thing and convinced everyone to settle the differences and make up, the two cities joined into one. So it's, it's like the city has two hearts. Get it? I think so. And because everyone let go of their bitterness towards one another, Oscar Zonis got its nickname,
2: the Happy Heart City. Yeah, I never liked that nickname. Why not? I think it's a nice nickname. Too mushy for my taste. Well, sometimes
3: I think we need a little mush in our lives. Me too. city's a madhouse. We'll never find a parking spot.
2: You just gotta know where to look, Ranger Sue. Look, there's a parking garage. Yeah, but I don't want to have to pay extra. No worries. My mom got us this parking pass. One annual payment, unlimited parking privileges. Well, look at you. Girls got to be able to go to the mall. And your mom's okay with us using it? Yeah, she's got another one. Well, okay then.
3: My phone tech tunnel should be on this block oh i see it oh there is good on you molly now let's get that new computer for the base camp office joe says he wants the newest model so it'll last for years
2: do you guys mind if i look for a music store while you're in there yes i
3: do mind we're sticking together don't want to lose either of you in this hustle and bustle (sighs) fine Okay, Sheilas, mission accomplished. One laptop, a wireless mouse, and a keyboard. And a monitor for his desk. Hooray.
2: Can we go to some other shops now? I'm sorry, Karen, I don't know if we'll have the time. What? Up ahead, watch out! Huh? What? (gasps) Who's that guy in black who just ran past us? Stop that man! And who's the yelling guy in the green trench coat?
4: Uh, (gasps) Pardon me, madam, I'm... (gasps) Sue? Ranger Sue?
2: Wait a
3: second. Detective Temps? <laughs> you know this guy? Sure, it's that one weird detective guy who was sneaking around base camp that one time. What?
4: Terribly sorry for the bump, Susan, but did you see which way the men in black went? Uh,
3: no, No, well, there isn't I... a moment
4: to lose. I trust you're alright.
3: Yeah, uh, Good. I... Good. Uh... I'll be on my way then. Oh. Wait! Detective! Watch out for them!
4: <laughs> Blast! I almost had him. Ouch!
3: Please don't wave your arm like that. You better listen to the nurse, detective. They said it was a clean break, but I'm sure you'll hurt it worse if you don't let her finish that cast.
4: Sorry. I'm just frustrated. He was my first real lead in the case I'm working. What kind of case? Someone's robbed the Los Corazones Historical Museum.
2: Wow. What did they steal?
3: Karen, that's none of our business. Let's let Detective Timms get back to his work.
4: Actually, Ranger Sue, was that a new laptop I saw you carrying earlier? the thieves struck two days ago the man i was chasing was key to leading me to them they stole several items from the museum including a jewel encrusted key to the city Ooh. yes but the most valuable thing they stole was one of the dead sea scrolls which was on display there
2: the
3: dead fish what? The Dead Sea Scrolls, Karen. Biblical scrolls that were found in the desert years ago, helping to prove the accuracy of the biblical accounts we found
2: today.
4: Well said, Susan.
2: So, this scroll proves the Bible is true?
4: No, not on its own. But the scrolls let us know that there haven't been any changes made to the scriptures in the thousands of years since they were written. The Bible we read today is the same as the one from millennia ago.
3: Wow, what website is this?
4: It's a remote link to the city's public surveillance grid.
3: Oh, okay. What? Security cameras from
2: around the city, Molly. Why couldn't you just do this on your phone?
4: Because of the additional software I'm going to use, which takes up too much memory. Ah, see? There's where I bumped into you three. Rewind a bit, and... We get a good shot of the thief's face. Impressive. Now, with this software, I'll take his face and run an algorithm which will search the rest of the city's cameras for a match.
3: I didn't know the city had these kind of resources.
4: They don't. The second software was provided by the agency.
3: The Do-Right Detective
0: Agency.
4: Right. A match. Already? Our man may not know I have this kind of technology. Either that, or he's just careless. Looks like he enjoys a cup of coffee. The shop's not too far away. Susan, would you mind terribly if I rode along in your Jeep? Uh
2: To drive like that all the time, Ranger Sue.
4: Well done, Susan. Wait here. I won't be a moment.
2: Uh, but, d- detective...
4: Worry not. I've dealt with his kind before. Now, where are you? Ah, chair in the southeast corner. Now to approach without drawing attention. You! Blast! Was it the trench coat that gave me away? Uh, yeah, it's green. Double blast. No matter. Stop right there! I don't think so. Not so fast! Look. Oh. Come here, you. Get off of me, you nut! I'm out of here! <laughs> <Ugh>.
0: <laughs> Come here, you squirmy trombone! Hey, just, just a second, mate. I hold
3: tight this. Hey, get off! <sighs> Brings me back to catching jump buck out in the bush. Okay. I thought you might have some trouble with that broken arm of
2: yours.
4: Yes, I didn't quite think of that, did I? Cheers.
2: Ranger Sue, that was awesome. I gotta practice that move on Albert when we get back. Okay. Uh, hey. It's the
4: 5-0. Hey, all of you, hands up. That won't be necessary, officer. Simon Tens, Detective do Los Lost Coruscant. This man is in my custody.
3: Well, our Detective should have known it was you. What with the trench coat and all.
4: Ah, apparently, I need a new wardrobe. Yes, thank you for your timely arrival. I'll hand him over after I ask him a few questions. Sounds good to me. I'll be here. On to business, then. Where are your colleagues? I don't know what you're talking about. Lying to me won't encourage leniency in the court of law. I'll ask again. Your colleagues, the ones who stole the Dead Sea Scroll from the museum, are you really willing to go to prison for them? Where are they? Okay,
0: okay, look, I was barely involved. It was their idea. They had a job, said I could
4: make a little extra if I tagged along. I had no idea this stuff was so hot. You've got to believe me. I believe you so far. But you still haven't told me where I can find your associates. Okay, okay, they're based out of this high-end joint on 78th Street.
2: Wow, look at the size of this place! This is the fanciest building I've ever seen! And the tallest! Look, uh, detective,
3: I I can't really keep driving you around like this. We need to be headed back to base camp.
4: I understand. Please, allow me to check on this lead, and then I'll go report back to headquarters. I won't be a moment.
2: (sighs) Okay. This is pretty cool. It's like we're on one of those crime shows. Yeah, we're like totally in danger and stuff. Oh, he's going inside. We are not in danger. Come on, Ranger Sue. If this was a TV show, we'd totally get ambushed by goons while Detective Do-Right investigated inside. Goons? Yeah, people who work for the bad guy. I know what goons are, I just don't think we'll see any. Yeah, they're usually dressed in black, they might have big chins...
0: Actually, that's a hurtful stereotype. Yeah, we wear a variety of colors. (sighs)
2: Oh, they're the goons! Sweet! See? I told you.
0: Out of the car. Now.
4: Thanks to some quick talking, I was able to avoid suspicion at reception. Now. Ah, just as I suspected. Three unmarked levels. Hmm, with biometric locks, no less. Thankfully, I never leave home without my agency issued data slicer. There, I've done it.
0: Identity confirmed. Welcome, Dr. Snood. Snood? Let's get out of here. Got to warn. Oh, I don't think we will be going anywhere, Detective Thames. Dr. Snood. We meet again, Herr Detective.
4: Yes, yes, well, we'll be able to see each other a lot more often once I activate the homing signal on my wristwatch. Oh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And why is that? Why? Because I have your
0: friends.
3: No. <sighs> I'm sorry, Detective. I honestly didn't think they would be
2: goons. No one listens to me.
0: Quiet, ladies. Let the detective have a moment to sink. Alright, Snood. You win. You can take my watch. Funderbar! You see, gentlemen, I told you. He can be reasonable. Take his watch. Ah! Watch the arm. There. Now that we are more comfortable, show them to their accommodations.
2: Oh man, oh man. We have legit been captured. This is so cool.
4: Well, this one looks on the bright side, doesn't she?
3: Yeah, that's one way to put it. At least we know we're in the right place, right? That room was a vast chamber filled with relics and artifacts from another civilization. The Dead Sea Scroll's gotta be in there too, right? Most likely. Detective, what are we mixed up in?
4: Well, we've been taken captive by Dr. James T. Snood.
3: What does the T stand for?
4: Probably trouble, because that's what he's been to the agency.
3: So you've run across him before?
4: On a number of occasions. But I must admit, he got the drop on me this time. He's covered up his usual flair for the dramatic, and gone for a more subtle approach.
3: Stealing a Dead Sea Scroll is subtle?
4: No, but it's the way he stole it. Normally I'd expect him to fly in on a dirigible with his face painted on it, and lift the roof right off the museum, leaving a clue behind. But not this time. This time it was a stealth job in the middle of the night.
3: Are we? Um, are we
4: in any danger? Typically his crimes are non-violent. Theft and the like. But honestly, I don't know. Snood can be unpredictable. And as I've said this time, he's definitely switching up his playbook.
2: Ranger Sue? Yes, Karen? I'm... I'm scared. Oh, Karen.
3: I'm a little scared too. Now, just remember, God is with us, okay?
4: That's right. Keep a stiff upper lip.
2: But I'm not sure I really believe in God. We tunnel out.
4: The walls are made of stone, Molly.
2: Squeeze through the bars?
3: You already tried that. Rim the door! Molly, let's just... let's just take a break from the escape plans, Okay. Talk about something else. Okay. So,
2: you don't believe in God, Karen? That's not what I meant. I don't know, okay? I I just have my doubts is all.
3: Well, everyone has doubts from time to time, Karen. Even like Abram and John the Baptist, they had periods of doubt. What kind of doubts are you talking about?
2: Well, it's just, when I think about it, I guess... I'm just hesitant to believe in something that everyone outside of base camp and church thinks is make-believe. So you're scared of what other people will think about you if you believe in Jesus? No, more like it's just that so many people believe there is no God. How can they all be wrong?
4: Ah, that's a good question to ask, Karen. It's one I asked myself when I was younger. If I may, could I ask you a question? Uh, sure. If 100 million people believe a lie, like, say, there's no such thing as germs, does it stop being a lie?
2: Well, no. But
4: so many people believe it.
2: I think I see your point. It doesn't change the truth even if a bunch of people believe the lie.
4: Yes. Well, here's another point. Modern studies show that there are only about 500 million people in the world who don't believe in a God, even if it's not the God of the Bible. That's only 7% of the world's population. You see, believing in a higher power puts you in the majority, not the minority.
2: But how do we know that the Bible isn't the lie? Well, there's a difference between knowing
3: something and having faith in something. Remember Mountain Man Jack talking about that after JJ's grandfather died? It takes just as much faith to say that God isn't real as it does to say he is. Because after all, those who say that God isn't real don't know for sure either, now do they?
4: Yes, Susan. The difference between knowing and faith is real. But that doesn't mean you should put your faith in something that has no substance behind it.
2: Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about.
4: Ah, but the Bible, perhaps out of all the religious texts in the world, has the absolute most substance behind it. Like what? How about the fact that the Bible frequently continues to prove itself correct, and skeptical archaeologists wrong? Many cities and peoples mentioned in the Bible are thought to have been myth by many. Until they dig them up and find out that the Bible was right all along. Then you can consider that the Bible was written by 35 different authors, among them a shepherd, a fisherman, a doctor, a priest, a king, writing over a span of 1,500 years. Yet all their writings line up in agreement with one another, suggesting they all really did experience the same God who told them the same things. The Bible also successfully predicted the future in great detail, For instance, the book of Daniel foretold that Alexander the Great would conquer Israel some 200 years before it happened. Wow. Not to mention all the prophecies about Jesus that came true. What do you mean? Um, Let me put it this way. There are over 300 prophecies predicted about the Messiah in the Old Testament. Eight of which include being born in Bethlehem, being betrayed for 30 pieces of silver, having his clothes gambled away, his hands and feet being pierced, his bones not being broken, Being born of the tribe of Judah, being called out of Egypt, and being buried in a rich man's grave. The odds of one person, any person, fulfilling just those eight prophecies in their lifetime is 1 in 10 to the 17th power.
2: Um, what does that
4: mean? Let me put it another way. Imagine we covered the entire state of Texas in silver dollars. One hundred trillion of them, to be exact which would mean the entire state would be buried two feet deep in coins. Then imagine you pick up a coin and color it red with a permanent marker, throw the red coin back in, and then stir up the entire pile statewide. The red coin could be anywhere in the state now, at any depth in the pile. Finally, imagine we blindfold you and have you walk through the state, stopping only once to pick up one random coin. What do you think your chances would be of picking up that red coin?
2: Mm, probably none.
4: Essentially, no chance. It's the same chance one person would have of fulfilling just those eight Messianic prophecies in one lifetime. Okay. But Jesus didn't just fulfill eight. He fulfilled over 300.
3: Wow. See, Karen, we aren't just blindly putting our faith in Jesus because it makes us feel better or because it's some tradition. The Bible claims that Jesus was the Son of God and that He rose from the dead, that He is the answer to eternal life. These are the things that have to be looked at carefully and have to have some credibility if we're going to believe them and order our whole lives around them. And thankfully, the Bible comes through when it's put under the microscope. There's enough evidence available to us that we can be sure of our faith beyond a reasonable doubt. Does that
2: make you feel better, Karen? I... I don't know. Maybe... Well,
4: I don't think you'll have to worry about our present situation much longer, Karen.
2: I should say not. Hello, Simon. Hello, Zara. Let's get you out of here.
3: Whoa, who's this?
4: Ladies, may I introduce Detective Right, Zara Justice.
2: And don't forget my trusty sidekick, Detective in Training. Irving? Molly? Oh, you know each other. Wait, Piper's younger brother? (laughs) Yeah, could we not tell my sister about this? It's supposed to be a
4: secret. How'd you know where to find us? I told Snood he could take away my watch, but neglected to mention my belt buckle, which incidentally also has a homing beacon.
2: Whoa, cool!
4: All right, enough dallying. Snood's men will be back.
2: Right.
3: Irving, the water
4: gun. It's more of a solvent gun right now. Stand back from the bars, everyone.
3: Whoa, the bars are melting! Wow, that seems uh, really
2: dangerous. Not to worry. The solvent only dissolves metal, not organic tissue.
3: Ah, how comforting.
4: Come on, let's get to that main chamber. We need to at least get that scroll back.
3: The local authorities are on their way as well.
4: Well done. Now hurry.
3: (gasps) What? All the artifacts! They're gone!
0: The roof!
4: It's opening!
2: Whoa, what is that?
4: See? I told you. A dirigible. With his face on it.
2: We always just called those blimps. Same smell.
0: Fair, fair, detectives. I'm one step ahead of you this time. I will make my escape with all the artifacts in tow. How are we going to
3: stop it? Irving, your solvent gun. No good. It doesn't have that kind of range. The airship's
2: already way too far off the ground.
4: Not to worry, lad. This belt buckle has more than one trick up its sleeve. If I take it off and hold it like so... Simon,
2: you're not thinking of... Zara? Whoa! A grappling hook! Diamond!
4: Detective
0: Justice, did you know we could do that? Dr. Snood, the onboard computer's saying that we picked up some extra weight. Ah, well then, we should be expecting an uninvited guest through the door in, drei, zwei, ein.
4: Going somewhere, Doctor?
0: Ah, Detective! What a surprise! Land this lighter than aircraft at once. Nine. I don't think so. And do you know why? Enlighten me. It is because your intrusion just now was not a surprise. Which is why I installed an electrified plate into the floor on which you now stand. (laughs) You have become predictable, Detective. Now I add you... To my collection of valuable relics. Alright boss, we're home free. The others are just standing down there. They can't do a thing. Let's get out of here. Wait. Put me on speaker again. Oh boss no. Are you really gonna... Just do it. What if they figure it out? You know I have a compulsion. I have to do it. So just do what I say. <sighs> Fine.
3: Does he usually take this long? No. Something's gone (coughs) wrong.
0: Well, well. It seems your wanted Detective Thames has fallen asleep on the job. He will be coming with me. No. So I am not without mercy. Should you ever want to see him again, you will have only this crew to guide you.
2: He's giving us a clue?
0: To a land far older than this country, a flying V will go. This land's most famous leader was definitely not a pro.
3: Irving recorded every word.
0: Good. Oh, Peterson! Perhaps I'll see you again if you are clever enough.
2: They they took Detective Do right. What are we going to do now?
3: I, I I don't know, Karen. I do. Me too. We're going to get
1: him back. Oh my goodness! I don't think we've ever ended base camp adventures like this before. What will happen to Detective Do-Right? Will Sue and the kids be able to solve Dr. Snood's riddle? I guess you'll have to find out in the next episode. But thinking back on this episode, Karen had a lot of questions about faith in the Bible. And her questions were good ones to ask. It's good to investigate and be sure that what we believe in is actually true. After all, the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians... If Christ has not been raised from the dead, then all our preaching is useless, and your faith is useless. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. Detective Dewright listed some very good reasons to believe that what the Bible says is true, and there are many, many more out there that he didn't mention. If you ask God to guide you as you go looking for answers to your questions about the Bible, I'm sure he'll reveal to you that everything he's written is indeed true. Basecamp Adventures is a presentation of life action. True or False was written and directed by Evan David, with sound design by Hugh Duncan, Trevor Jones, and Carter Warren. Our vocal talent included Carter Warren, Dave Carroll, Ellen Avery, Evan David, Jeff Mann, Ken Richcreek, Laurel Avery, Linda Allen, Matt Fredericks, Melissa Hankins, Rustin Vanker, and Shay Dewey. Hi everyone, Piper here.
2: Mountain Man Jack put me in charge of looking for some new base camp recruits. We're looking for people who want quality entertainment, action, suspense, jokes, and Christ-centered biblical principles. If that sounds like you, then we want you to go to lifeaction.org slash Basecamp, where you can find audio dramas, books, and more. Come join us. You're in for the climb of your life.